If you can hear this, you are the resistance and my name is Ori Styler. Almost did not make it to do this episode of No Escaping This Podcast. I've been in my kitchen tidying up, cleaning up, throwing away old pots and pans, frying pans I didn't even realise I still had. Old lids for containers I don't even know where are at. Why? Why do I still have the lids and no containers? Even worse, why do I have containers and no lids? It's been thermoplastic hell in my kitchen. I attempted to make Cornwall porridge yesterday, and you know what? It was disgusting. However, because I made it, it's got to be eaten. I'm the same guy that when I buy a parking ticket for a car, if I've got 15 minutes left, I'm sitting in the car and getting my money's worth. Some might call me cheap. I call those same people bumper creases. And those people are definitely not part of the resistance. However, you listening right now are. Because I'm Ori Styler and this is the No Escaping This Podcast, The Isolation Files. And seriously, where the hell are my Tupperware containers? No escaping this. No escaping. No one's ready to deal with us. Yo, what's going on? This is Ori Styler, No Escaping This Podcast, episode 17, part of The Isolation Files. It's been a harder one for me today. It's definitely weighed me down a lot more. I, you know, I do my absolute most to be as positive as I can when it comes to doing this podcast so I can make sure my positivity spills over to you guys and we can all get through this pandemic together. But today was one of those days, man. It just weighed on me. I'm sick and tired of the negative people around me. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. Listen, if you're going to be down and gloomy, it's better you don't phone me. Better you don't contact me. Better you don't even respond if I check in on you. I just can't do it. I'll tell you what happened in just a little bit. But before I do, let me let you know what I've been up to today. Got up, didn't leave the yard, and then went straight to my kitchen. Who the hell told me to say to myself, Ori, tidy up your kitchen? Blood blood never no listen i know kitchens need to be tidied up right but i did a forest spring clean i found pots and pans and all sorts of apparatus i don't use cutlery plates yeah i think we just pile them up you know when you say to yourself i could do with a new frying pan i could do with a new saucepan i could do with a new set of knives and then you don't throw away the older ones and you just had them in the cupboard that's what oh man my whole kitchen is upside down i say is it's better now but it was upside down just trying to throw away bits and pieces i found mugs mugs that didn't even belong to this house i found tupperware containers let me explain this yeah if you think you could lose a sock in the washing machine and that's annoying try finding a tupperware container and not be able to match the lid that's what i'm saying if you want to know what crazy is sit down in your kitchen find tupperware lids but can't find the container and find containers but can't find the lid it is so jarring i just feel like dashing the whole kitchen out the window i know that's physically not possible but i had that aggression nay i'm i don't know man i just <sighs> today man and it's a friday you know people say thank god it's friday right now every day just feels like a really bad sunday in january there's no parties there's no vibes there's no work right now there's no money but everybody is just feeling uh give me a sec you lot i'm gonna come out of this funk i'm gonna get up out of it i promise you woo sa woo sa all right i'm cool yeah man so i did the kitchen it looks good now um, some bits and pieces came together for all the parts I'm ordering now to put together my bad boy 
like desk. I've spoken about this desk a couple of times. When the table comes, I'm going to take a picture, put it up on my social media, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But the desk is going to be fire. Fire, trust me. Ooh, I can't wait for it. But yeah, parts came for it today. Oh, let me go a bit further back. After yesterday's podcast, shout out to my guy, Richard Blackwood. After yesterday's podcast, I said, because I've got the time, I'm going to go into the kitchen and practice my core meal porridge skills. And I know porridge is a breakfast meal, but I needed to practice it. It wasn't one of the ones I wanted to risk it at breakfast, not do it right, and then have to make something else or make another batch. I'd already eaten. I thought, let me try, make this porridge. If I like it, then save it for tomorrow. If I don't like it, dash it away. Hey, I followed the book that I had. They gave me the guidelines. I thought, let me flavor it up the way that I want to. And I'm going to tell you this for free. It was not good. It was a four, maybe a five out of 10. I had the texture correct, but the flavor, it was bitter. Way too much cinnamon, way too much nutmeg. Not enough sweetness in there. Somebody tried to message me. When I said on social media, I'm doing cornmeal porridge. Someone took it upon themselves to go, oh, this is how you're supposed to do it because this is how my grand, bun your grand. I don't know who she is. I don't know your grand. I'm following a recipe book that I know and I want to make it the way that I want to make it. I've been hearing too much people trying to tell me, yeah, if I make it this way, this is what you have to do. Shut your mouth. Not, you know when you think your mum's cooking's the best? It probably isn't. It probably isn't. That's why she didn't start up a restaurant. So stop trying to pass down her recipes. Better yet, if she's not telling me the recipe, you don't tell me yourself because you ain't mastered your mum's cooking either. Woosa, woosa. But it was a five out of 10 with the Cornwall porridge. And you know what? I'm going to attempt it tomorrow and I'm going to get it right. Someone did tell me, and I did take this advice because I thought about this as well. It was missing bay leaf. And that is one little little spice, little leaf, little flavoring that could go in there, that could give it that edge, that vibe, that feel that I want it to feel like when I go to one of two, three rather takeaways in this country that serve that porridge the best. But when I master it, you lot will know. I promise I will tell you. I'll be screaming from the rooftops, letting you know just how good the porridge would have been. I might even start shotting it and sending it to you by carrier pigeon because the way the Royal Mail is right now, it may get there when it's off. And that's not a, a disrespect to the Royal Mail. I know how difficult it is in this current climate, but I can't send away milk stuff or stuff that has dairy in it and it arrives a week later. Can't do it. And people that turn around and say, your porridge is dead. No, it was good when I sent it. So being as sincere as I can be, right, um, when it comes to this, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm struggling a little bit when I hear people repeat the numbers and the stats of what's going on with COVID-19. And you know what? It's not even people's fault. We are susceptible to what we see in media. And obviously, because it is the biggest topic worldwide right now, you're going to see nonstop about this, right? excuse me, but what I've been trying my absolute best to do is to know how serious it is, but try and stay positive. And my way of doing that is to not have numbers thrown at me. When I mean numbers, I mean the numbers of new cases and the numbers of deaths. And it's, again, I've got to be very cautious when I talk about this. It's not because I don't take it seriously. I take it very seriously. But when you dive into those numbers and that's the main focus, then you put yourself in a depressive state and I'm trying my hardest to not let that weigh me as far down as it can. Right now, being in isolation is already hard enough. Going out and like and about real quick to go to the shop and being fearful of even being near someone breathing is hard enough to then come home and then hear the numbers get thrown at you as to, did you hear what the new numbers are of the people that sadly passed away the night before? 
And you know what? I've t- I've made a decision. I don't know if anyone else has done this. I've made a decision to not take those numbers on board. And it's hard. I work at the BBC. So for me, I see that all day long when I'm at ra- when I'm on radio. But in my yard, I don't want no one phoning me, texting me with those, any of those numbers. Do you know? And another thing is, if you're going to do that, this is what the issue is. If you're going to do that, show me as well how many people have survived. So many people that sat at home, isolated for quarantine for two weeks, recovered and got through it. Show me that stuff. It's only fair. You can't just weigh in on the negatives all the time. If you're going to do that, weigh in on the positives as well. It's only fair. I even had this convo with my mum. Love my mum to death. But you know what? When she's sitting watching TV and the news is in her face, she sometimes says the same thing. Ori, have you seen what's been going on? I'm like, mum, don't phone me or message me with this. Please. Because I'm trying my hardest to get away from that being the main focus of what's going on is how many people are dying. I want to know how many are surviving. I want to know the precautions people are taking. I want to know the messages that go out there that say, look, listen, if you be vigilant, be vigilant, you won't catch it. And if you are, if you do catch it whilst being vigilant, then you know what? Stay at home. Make sure you don't spread it. And I guarantee if you stay at home, do your absolute best, you can recover. And you know, sometimes it's good to hear that as well as the, you know, the death rates, the new cases, the ages, that's another thing. God forbid I know anyone that passes from this because I would not know how to handle this. It would be horrible. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to be focusing on like the age groups. Do you remember at the beginning when what they were trying to do is say it only affects the elderly? And then it's and then at that point I was like, that 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 still is bad. Yes, it affects the elderly, but this is a thing that we all have to get involved in. So don't push that narrative. Then they did. And then after a while, you start to see people younger, people your own age passing from this. And you went, hold the phone. That's not what I was told before. Now I'm scared even further. And that's what I didn't want to like see happen. And it has. Now all I'm seeing is the news going, this person has passed. They are this age and they were absolutely healthy. And as sad as that is, when that is now the new narrative of what makes news, and scares people, and pushes people into further states of depression, while we're trying to figure out how we get through this isolation, I've made a decision, I don't want to hear that, I don't, we all know how serious this is, but whilst knowing how serious, let's try and get through this as positively as we can, rather than thinking every moment we breathe is dead, I just don't want that, look here, let me lighten up the tone a little bit, right, today, I posted up a picture on my social media regarding a vehicle that I used to own. So basically, Facebook let me know that eight years ago today, I scrapped my old car. It was a Peugeot 106. Let me tell you a little bit about this car. I bought it off a neighbor as he was getting rid of his car because I crashed mine. My fault because fell asleep at the wheel. Not going to hide that. Crashed the car. Didn't have one now, but still needed one to get around. Thank God I was safe. No issues, no injuries. My neighbor had a car, 70 pound he was selling it, a Peugeot 106. It was in dire straits. It was in dire, dire, dire straits, right? This car had no, no car to it. It didn't even feel like a vehicle. It felt like a go-kart and I was being controlled by a player watching me on another screen outside, like a, like a break the matrix kind of vibe. It was that bad a car. Anyway. Peugeot 106, 70 pounds I bought it for. I paid for more for trainers, as most of you probably have done as well. Bought the car, paid about 130 pounds to just sort out some bits, respray it, 
um, sort out like any dents in the car whatsoever because my, my stepfather does that. And it was like any parts that was needed, it was it was about 130. So I paid 200 pounds for the car and then for it to get fixed up. Scrapped it and I got a boat. I, I scrapped it for like 300 pounds. So I got 100 pounds on top of the price. Like imagine your scrap value for your car. That's how bad the car was. Anyway, let me get into this. This car was my little thing. I used to drive it to and from comedy shows up and down the country. Never used to park anywhere near the venue though. I used to park down the road where nobody could see me come out the car. Cause you can't go on stage, deal with a heckler and be bantered and then banter them back and shut them down with confidence and then walk back to a Peugeot 106 where only one side window goes down. The heating works, but the fan doesn't blow the heat through. So you have to drive fast enough for air to travel through it to push the heat in your face. Where the passenger door doesn't even open. So you've got to get inside and open it from the inside to let anyone else in from the outside. You understand what I'm saying? Where one time my gas pedal broke, the cable rather broke, connecting from the um, the, uh, the the engine to the, to the gas pedal. I had to get my shoelace and tie it up from my gas pedal to the engine so I could drive home after a comedy show called Cozy Show. Shout out to Matthew Bridgman and, and Axel Blake on that one. Um, drive home after that show back to my house at 15 miles an hour from Shoreditch to like past Wembley. That's how far the journey was. 15 miles an hour. It took me an hour and like 10 minutes to get home, maybe even longer, purely because my car was going super slow speeds because the lace wasn't taut enough to pull the, um, the engine, the acceleration in the engine. Mate, this was my old runaround car mashup thing but let me tell you something that car taught me about grafting because i got in that car wearing rundown gums to go and graft to go to one comedy show to another to another to another all the time and made sure i did what i had to do whether it was for pennies or for pounds just so i could go get to the gig come back and then work and save the next day to put towards whatever the next car was that car taught me so much the car worked hard, so why don't I? That's how I saw it. Two years I had that car. Woo! It was a nightmare sometimes. You couldn't go chat to a girl and say, I'll pick you up. Pick who up where? In which piece of vehicular? Are you mad? Not in this go-kart. I had to meet people at places. I had to pretend I couldn't drive sometimes if I was trying to impress. Now, some of you might go, why are you trying to impress a girl like that for? She should accept you for who you are. Brethren, let's be honest. None of you, none of you would have done. Like, ladies who are listening, I got one who is a loyal listener who's a good friend of mine. You know who you are. Name begins with D. Be honest. If I drove up to you saying, yo, babe, jump in this car. Let me get inside first so I can open the door. Do me a favor. Get the windscreen wiper and just clean your screen on your side because I can't see in the wiper. Door. What? You're not thinking about anything positive with me in that car. So far as I'm concerned, I had to be honest with myself. I weren't getting no girls with that car back then. But you know what? It taught me about appreciating the graft. And I loved it. I called the, I called the Persia. Its name was Porsche. Or Porsche, rather. So I called her Porsche the Persia, just as it was a juxtaposition in terms of how she looked and how she ran. But that car got me places. So when I saw that come up on my feed saying, yo, this was you. How long ago? Uh, eight to 10 years ago. Big up yourself for where you have come from and where you are now. And shout out to all my guys that I took like in the car with me as well. There are a couple people that I could shout out right now and say, yo, you used to banter me about them cars. These times, I, you were on Oyster. This is how bad the car was to them. They were on Oyster. I would pick them up so we could go to shows and events and they would still rip into my car. I'm like, big man, you're on Oyster. But they could still say, well, boy, at least the, <laughs> at least the bus has a Mercedes logo. That's how they would banter me with these things. 
And shout out to one of my Donnies as well. Big up to my guy, Travis J. We spoke about this today. Travis remembers a time when we left Middlesex University. We both had a gig and I said, I'll drop into the train station, yeah? To get to the train station, he had to bump start my car because the engine went. I think the alternator had popped, right? He had to bump start my car and then jump in and then he wiped the windscreen with the um, windscreen wiper on the outside because it was stuck, bro. And he, the, all them days, he never judged me. He said, blood, this is where we got to start sometimes. Big shout out to you, Travis J. Love always, my brother. And to all those who are at any place where they feel like, you know, when they look up and they're like, this is not me. This is dead food. I can't, I need to do better. All you got to do is work hard, graft, and believe me, you will get to that promised land. I got a really nice car now. Really nice car. Compared to that 106, I'm not going to lie, a bicycle would have been a nice car. But I have a really nice car now. And it's because I worked hard for it. And I still appreciate every drop of petrol or diesel that goes into the car every tire that has to get changed every money that has to go into getting a vehicle to run because when you have to run one like that believe me you learn to love every chugga 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 that your car makes that noise you you learn to love your vehicle anyway i better sign out right now this is always styler on the no escaping this podcast episode 17 don't forget to like share and subscribe through whatever platforms or mediums you listen to spotify these are apple Podcasts, google Oh, costly. Oh, there's so many right now. Whatever it is you're listening to, listen to and subscribe. And I'll make sure I keep as positive as I can every day. I know this one, I had to let off of my chest a little bit. But you know what? Part of the way of keeping yourself up and positive is if you're honest with yourself about when things hit you down. If you're going to lie to yourself, oh, I'm happy, I'm happy. I'm ha-. You're not all the time. Shut your mouth. Innit? I've seen the film Inside Out. Sometimes a little bit of sadness can get you to that happy point. Like, share, subscribe. Also, you can follow me at Ori, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A on social media. And i got to do another big shout out to Retro Tech Consoles. Shout out to them. They provided me with a, another update to give to you guys. They have been able to restock on their retro game systems. Now, what they do is they build these machines. They've got 6,700 games in them. You buy it once, you just plug it into your TV and boom, bam, all those old school games from Atari to Sega Mega Drive to Super Nintendo to PlayStation down to Game Boys, like across the board, even arcade style games are all on this one machine. All you've got to do is plug it in your TV, comes with two or four controllers and you're good to go and it is perfect for isolation. They had a massive surge of people that bought them last week, I think it was, and they they looked like they had to restock on a mad thing. So what they did is they asked me, Ori, look, can you just let people know that we are fully available if you need us to get more out to your people? And I said, I'll let them know. So go to RetroTeka, R-E-T-R-O-T-E-K-K-E-R.com. And you know what? If you follow this podcast, here's a discount code for you. It's simple. It's Ori Styler 5. Go to the website, type Ori Styler 5, and you get money off for your order. Simple things. Anyway, I'm going to go. Make sure you stay hygienic, stay vigilant and stay hopeful. We're going to all get through this COVID-19 pandemic and stay as positive as you can. Try not to digest so much negativity from other people, from the news, whatever, like media's out there saying, listen, this is what's going to happen and this is happening. Listen, as much as we all know this, we're trying to get through this without our head in our hands the whole way through. We've got to lift up smile somehow and try and at least be positive about this or else we'll come out of here with mental health issues we don't need. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ori Styler signing out. Boom. No escaping this. No escape. No.